Welcome back to this third installment of our podcast series where we're going to delve deep into the world of project-based learning. In this episode, we're excited to guide you through a sample PBL project offering tips, insights, and inspiration along the way. Whether you're a seasoned educator looking to refine your PBL approach or just curious leader eager to explore this innovative pedagogy, join us as we unravel some intricacies of a real-life PBL experience. From defining the project to navigating challenges and celebrating success. The journey promises to be both enlightening and engaging. So grab your headphones, prepare to embark on your educational adventure like no other. Hey there, tech savvy golf enthusiasts, and welcome to the Tech Ed Clubhouse, where we blend the educational and the golf-tastic, all while navigating the ever-changing world around us. I'm your host, Dan Thomas your trusty caddy into the quirky intersection of ed tech and the unpredictable world of golf. Imagine a place where we demystify STEM education while laughing at our not-so-perfect golf swings, all in the backdrop of recent events that have reshaped our world. Whether you're a teacher adapting to the digital age or just trying to figure out how to stop hitting that ball into the water hazard in a world that's equally unpredictable, the Tech Ed Clubhouse is for you. We'll explore the tech that's changing education and the humor that helps us cope with life's curveballs, both on and off the course. So pull up a chair, grab a virtual cup of coffee or your favorite golf beverage, and join us in the Tech Ed Clubhouse. Here you'll find some enlightening conversations, entertaining anecdotes, and a sense of community, even if your golf handicap defies explanation. So let's get started on this journey. Join us for today's episode. If you remember back to our first couple episodes on project-based learning, you'll remember that PBL is a teaching method that engages students in solving authentic, real-world problems through collaboration, inquiry, and creativity. In this episode, I'm going to share my plan for the age-old bridge project in technology education. Building trust bridges with balsa wood sticks is a great example of a PBL project, as it allows students to apply their knowledge and skills in engineering, math, physics, and design. And as we go through this project, just know that this is my version of this project. And not all PBL projects are the same. So as we look at this, we're going to think about why we're doing this project. This project has relevance, it's interdisciplinary, it's hands-on, 
and it's collaborative. So let's go explore this PBL project. The first part of this PBL project is to get the students excited about getting into bridge building. So you can do that a couple of different ways. And I've done this both these types of ways. The first one is I show them a video clip of the Tacoma Narrows bridge collapse. And I ask them what went wrong? What do you think caused the bridge to fail? And what could have been done differently to make it stronger? And then I explain the challenge. The second option, which I also have done, is where I'll give them an assignment and I'll look, have them look at some famous bridges around the world. And I'll ask them what makes these bridges strong and stable? And what challenges did the engineers face in building these bridges? Finally, I will just bring them all together and explain to them that they are going to design a bridge that will span a specific distance and hold some weight. But we're not looking for holding the most weight because that's a pretty easy project because anybody can overbuild it. What I'm looking for with this project is to design an efficient bridge. In other words, how much weight it holds divided by the weight or mass of the bridge. And I think that creates a better project than just doing specific total weight held. So as a project-based learning exercise, the driving question is how can you design and build the strongest, most efficient bri balsa bridge using what limited resources and materials you have? Your challenge as a team of bridge engineers is tasked with constructing a truss bridge that spans a spe specified distance and, and is the most efficient. Your bridge will be solely built from balsa wood and glue following specific safety and design guidelines. So then we break the project down into a couple different phases. The first one is to investigate and design. So that I'll have the teams research different types of bridges, their strengths and weaknesses, and relevant engineering principles that I've constructed based on the level of knowledge of my seventh graders. Then I'll share with them some brainstorming ideas and have them sketch some initial designs, considering materials, weight distribution, and span requirements. We're building a truss bridge so I also reinforce the fact that we need to make everything be a triangle. And then we'll redefine these designs and I'll look at them and we'll approve them and see where we go from there. Once we get done with that part of it, the students will then purchase their materials from the, from the store and follow safety protocols while constructing their bridges. Now in my project, I've done it where I've used uh, balsa wood or basswood sticks, the eighth inch square ones, and my span is anywhere between 12 to 16 inches wide, and the bridge will be three inches tall and three inches wide, uh, just to set some parameters. And then I will have them focus on constructing this truss bridge. And what we've used in the past is either hot glue or just regular old wood glue. Both work great. The one caution I have here, though, is that you need to make sure that the kids do not use the glue as structure because it is not structure. Um, and then we'll build it up and test them out. Here, the key point for me is having the kids focus on the quality of the construction. I want them to be exact, precise, neat. This may take a little bit of time. Kids might have to redo it a few times in order to get it right, and that's okay. Then we're going to take our bridge, once it's all built, and we're going to throw it in our bridge tester. 
Now I happen to have the Pitsco Bridge Tester, which is an awesome little tool for it, but you could just as easily throw some weights on it, some books, or heck, I've even stood on them before. So then we're going to throw them in the Bridge Tester and see how much weight it holds. And then we're going to take that, and now we're going to divide that up by how much the bridge mass was. And we're going to calculate an efficiency score. And based on that efficiency score, the kids will have a contest with it, which has nothing to do with their grade. And once these kids have completed all of this, there'll be a reflection and presentation part. So the kids will reflect on, on what challenges they had and what successes they had and what they learned by doing it. We're also going to do some peer feedback, take a look at different bridges and see how they go. So how do I assess this project? It is not, it's not fair, I don't think, to assess this project on the fact that they can build a bridge that holds the most weight. Because that is not really the purpose of this building a bridge in a real life situation. Because that's an easy project to do. We want to build a bridge that is the most efficient, that can hold the most weight to, to its mass ratio. All in all, what I'm looking for in this bridge is I am looking for how the students overcame problems in solving this issue and what they did to get there. Everybody will build a bridge. Everybody will build a successful bridge that will hold some amount of weight. That is a guarantee. What I want to know, because of the skills that are involved with this bridge, I want to know how they got from the start of this project with no knowledge about bridge design, no knowledge about construction, to building something that is functional, strong, and stable, and they will be amazed at the results that they get out of it. Some extension activities that we could do with this is research some real-world bridge failures and analyze some, ca some causes. Uh, we could also build some optional types of bridges. I've done this one with popsicle sticks. We could do it out of cardboard. We've done it uh, with file folders as well, and it both all have... Uh, come out very well. Um, some differentiation. How would I differentiate this? Maybe we do different spans. Uh, there's a base weight requirement. Um, what would I do a little bit differently? Maybe I challenge a kid to build a suspension bridge or a cantilever bridge or something other than just a simple truss bridge if they get there. Remember, this is a flexible outline and it's adaptable to your class needs and time frame. We want to encourage creativity and celebrate the journey and have fun discovering the world of engineering through bridge building. So now that we got to kind of have the foundation set for our PBL project, one of the things I struggle with this project with is why do I do this project? My seventh graders don't have the math and science skills necessary to really analyze the stress and strain on a bridge and really get into the nitty-gritty of the engineering uh, just because they haven't been exposed to the math and science that is necessary for it. So why do it? Well, they need to develop some fine motor skills. So sometimes it's more than about the process of solving the problem than the actual problem it is itself. Because my kids probably aren't going to go and be civil engineers and design bridges. However, they are going to be able to do something with their hands. They're going to have to be able to solve some problems and work through some things. My middle school students are also working on some geometry skills and math. They need to have some design skills. Um, and possibly I can add it to an ELA project by having them create a scenario or a story about the bridge. 
So what are some challenges I have? Fine motor skills. This is a big one. Attention to detail with this project is key. And building that confidence and building that rapport with the kids and how do we get that to that point where it's going to be a quality project is huge. We want to focus on the kids building the project, getting from point A to point B, and, and getting it done right. Uh, so how, assessment, going back to my assessment a little bit, I want the kids to self-assess. I want to see what you've learned beyond the project. And the last thing I love to do with this project is the career relationship. Because I think career relationship with a project is huge. What are these kids, if they're interested in something like this, how are they going to make a career out of something like this? So I think that the earlier and the more often you can expose students to careers and jobs related to this is key. Because to be honest, not every kid is going to go to college. And that's great. And some of these kids are going to go on to be builders, constructors. And one of the things I tell them when we do this project is you might not be good in math right now, but maybe you like to do construction. And you're going to have to have a guy come over and remodel your house. And I bet you that guy, you can probably ask him or girl, that he, he or she probably wasn't the best in math in school. And that's okay because there was no real world application. But I bet you he can stand in your driveway and tell you how much it's going to cost you and how many cubic yards of concrete you're going to need to pour that new driveway that you're going to want because there's a real world application. So there's the career aspect. So I want to expose my kids to careers, to jobs, and whatever skills are going to be necessary to get there. Because I think that is a huge component, and you can't do that enough. Finally, let's look at some tech tools that could be involved with this project. The first one that comes to mind is the West Point Bridge Designer from the U.S. Military Academy at West Point. This will allow students to test and engineer some sample bridges to build the most cost-effective bridge over a specific span. It can get into some really in-depth engineering skills, but a bottom line for my middle school kids, I like this one because it lets them problem solve and troubleshoot. Now you're always going to have the kid that's going to build the bridge that is the most expensive as well, and that's always a challenge to have. Another one is Tinkercad. Tinkercad is a free online 3D modeling software that lets you create and print 3D designs. It's designed for beginners and runs in a web browser, so you don't need to download anything. You can access Tinkercad directly from your Google, Microsoft, or Autodesk accounts because it's an Autodesk product, and you can share and collaborate your projects with others. It has a lot of ready-made shapes and objects that you can easily use to build. Tinkercad also has a classroom feature, so as a teacher, you can pass it out to your kids so they don't need any login information, any PII that's out there. The third one is uh, SketchUp for Schools. SketchUp for Schools is a Google product that is also a 3D modeling software that lets you create and explore and present your ideas. It's designed prim primarily for primary and secondary education and it also runs through a web browser. You can ask, <coughs> access SketchUp for Schools through Google or Microsoft accounts and you can share your projects and collaborate with your classmates and teachers. SketchUp also has a curriculum with lesson plans and tutorials to help you create some 3D design skills. Just a couple of different ways to attack this project.
So just some final thoughts on our PBL project and our PBL uh, lessons. If you're looking for some dynamic ways to engage your students, foster critical thinking, and bring real-world problems into your classroom, I invite you to revolutionize your teaching by implementing PBL projects like our featured Trust Bridge Construction. So why, again, why are we embracing this project? Because we're fostering critical thinking. We're going to challenge our students to solve real-world problems through innovative design and engineering. We're going to encourage collaboration as we watch our students work together, learning the value of teamwork, communication, and diverse perspectives. Thirdly, we're going to integrate some STEM learning. We're going to blend some principles of science, technology, engineering, and math into one engaging project. And finally, we're going to cultivate skills of the future. We're going to prepare our students with those 21st century skills of problem solving, project management, and resilience in the face of changes. So take your first step today. Implementing a project like the Trust Bridge construction isn't just about teaching engineering principles. It's about inspiring a new generation of thinkers, makers, and problem solvers. Whether you're new to PBL or looking to enrich your current curriculum, we encourage you to take this step forward. So join me in transforming education, one project at a time. Let's build some bridges to the future, learning together. And that's a wrap for today's episode of the TechEd Clubhouse podcast. We hope you found our discussion enlightening and engaging. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to follow us on your favorite podcast platform and give us a like. Your support means the world to us and it helps us reach more educators and tech enthusiasts just like you. Also, don't forget to check out the show notes for links to resources, tools, and any reference materials we mentioned today. There's a goldmine of information waiting for you there, perfect for de diving deeper into today's topic. And if you think this episode could benefit your friends or colleagues, please share it out with them. Spreading knowledge is what the tech ed community is all about. Stay curious, stay inspired, and we'll see you next time on the Tech Ed Clubhouse podcast. Until then, keep innovating and transforming the world of educational technology and go for your goals on the green.